Welcome to Litter Box, bitches! Unpolished and unapologetic. This is Nicholas with another episode of Litter Box, Unpolished and Unapologetic. I've got Tina, and a guest tonight is going to be Tina's daughter, Allie, who's been on a previous episode. Hey. How are y'all doing? Existing. Well, what'd you say? I said, I'm just existing. Yeah, I know the feeling. Well, if you want, we can start with my... Uh, Useless information, useless fact of the day, and we can go from there. Okay. Okay. Whom is the Mason-Dixon line named after? Hmm. The creation of the Mason-Dixon line had nothing to do with the Civil War. In fact, it was drawn when America was still a British colony. The line was established between 1763 and 1776 by English astronomer surveyors Charles Mason and Jeremiah Dixon to settle a land dispute between William Penn family of Pennsylvania to the north and the Calvert family. Now, the Calvert family, I've been to one of their uh, weekend cottages. The weekend cottage is bigger than mom's house. That's a weekend cottage. So these people have... It was just over basically a family feuding over their property line. Yeah. Two very rich families fighting over property. The border between Pennsylvania and Maryland was drawn as a straight line and represents the eastern portion of the Mason-Dixon line. The western portion, which continues west along the Ohio River to the Mississippi River, was completed in 1784. During the debates over the Missouri Compromise in 1820 and 1821, the line was used to separate the slave states and free states. During the Civil War, it became a convenient line of reference separating the Union from the Confederacy. West Virginia, however, which stayed in the Union, fell south of the Mason-Dixon line. And, of course, Maryland was south of the Mason-Dixon line, and they were Union also. I was getting ready to say, you know, we went over that on your dumb facts last time. Yeah. The Mason-Dixon line is still used as an imaginary boundary between the North and the South. Most of the original surveyor markers are still in place. I've actually seen one of the markers. By the way, the word Dixie has nothing to do with the Mason-Dixon line. It is derived from the French word Dix, meaning 10, which appeared on early banknotes in Louisiana. The name became popularized by the 1859 song Dixie by Dan Emmett. So Dixie is... A man sang a song about 10 dicks. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds about right. And and, and Dixie is considered a racist term. It should be considered a sexually... charged term yeah with being that has to be 10 dicks like it couldn't be nine or eight or five like or even just two you know i think you know i guess tens apart yeah not nine's just not enough it's like the mason dixie does nine just isn't enough are you serious (laughs) that's what the mason dixie does and is well, he's over here. Nine's not enough. Okay. Like, dozen, you know, you got well, apparently yeah. nine's not enough if it's got to be ten. Somebody decided nine wasn't enough. Somewhere's along the line. Mason Dixie fucking does. And it was a man that this came. Okay, never mind. I'm just gonna stay over here. <laughs> stay in your lane, girl. <laughs> oh man. So how y'all been? I mean, there's some people out there who ain't even seen ten dicks. So I'm just. <laughs> 
still having to figure out like how you find 10 dicks at the same time. Well, there's some people who have found 10 dicks at the same time. Okay, but if it's a guy, that seems pretty easy. Like what, Debbie does Dallas? Yeah. She had, well, see, she should have been up there on the Mason-Dixie line. <laughs> Would have been okay. And Debbie does the, Dick, Debbie does the Dixie 10. Mm-hmm. The Dixie doesn't. <laughs> the Mason-Dixie doesn't. Thank you. The two people back, right? No, I'm saying. Oh, poor Dixie. But you gotta think, how many little girls out there are called Dixie? You're called Ten Dicks. <laughs> Win Dixie. Win. <laughs> I guess what? Win Ten Dicks. Yeah. Some people that might be considered a prize. That sounded like the start of a joke or something. <laughs> I'm never going to a Win Dixie on the and near the Mason Dixie line ever again. <laughs> Do they have Win Dixies anymore? I don't even know. Probably not. After people found out Dixie meant ten dicks, <laughs> they're like, "Nope, we're going to st- shop at Piggly Wiggly." <laughs> yeah, because that's better. <laughs> I saw Piggly Wiggly. I was like. Well, you figure Piggly Wiggly's got to take all types. My sister's worked there for, what, six, eight months? I forgot that your sister worked there. <laughs> hmm I, I used to I, I used to have to convince people that Piggly Wiggly was a real store, not something made up for movies. Yeah, I mean, the same with a Tudor's. That's... It's the only place I've ever seen a the grape ice cream. Yeah. Wiggly Wiggly. Like, who the... What? Cream is only sold in this area around here. It's the Mummy. Like, like, Indiana or Illinois or someplace like that. Like, I had never heard of that until I married a Lumbee. It's it's really big around here, and oh, I know they said about grape ice cream. I'm like, what is that? It's like, what the hell is grape ice cream? And you I don't think that it's a big tub that they sell it in. It's all yeah. like very, um, it's like welfare cheese, <laughs> the peanut <laughs> butter you can stand in line. <laughs> who, who buys five gallons like, of in that cardboard, big old brown like container? It looks yeah. all government, like they would be handing it out. <laughs> here's your government cheese, and here's yeah. your and here's your grape ice cream. <laughs> Summer's over here making a face. No, you don't like the idea of grape ice cream. Yeah, it sounds weird. I was like, "What?" I'm from West Virginia. I mean, I know all about weird, but I had never heard of grape ice cream. Well, that's also so. like tier wine. I really don't. I loved Chiron when I was a kid. And now I take a drink of it and I'm like, <laughs> I think kids just like sugar. I like Don't even say you I, like it. There's there's a, there's some sort of Cheerwine malt liquor out now. I feel like it's almost like Dr. Pepper. But more, a little mm-hmm. more cola. They, they say it's a cola, but it doesn't really have a, much of a cola taste to it. It's like Dr. Pepper without the cola part. Yeah. It, it's, it's like Dr. Pepper's less spicy cousin. 
I don't know about that. I think it's carbonated as crap. It's like Sprite. I don't, I can't drink that stuff. I couldn't cheat on Dr. Pepper. I've actually got a Dr. Pepper right here. Kind of blew up all over me right now. They have a strawberry Dr. Pepper. You know, the vanilla Dr. Pepper or the cherry, but then now they have a strawberry. And some dude was buying it in front of me at the store, and I was like, it's actually really good. You know what's really good? The the uh, the vanilla Dr. Pepper with uh, Captain Morgan's tattoo. Of course, it goes to alcohol. I, <laughs> Why you guys do that? You're like the seven, seven. Dr. Pepper out, and I yep. I tried it with the tattoo because I had a. Uh, I had about 70 cases of tattoo in my garage. Why? Where'd you steal that from? I didn't steal it. Rain stole it. Oh, why you? Captain Mor- of uh, Seagram products. So I had Captain Morgan's. I had Murray's Rum. I had some couple other Seagram's. Um, Malibu. And my entire garage was packed full of that shit. My basement was packed full of it. It took us about five car loads with with my my pickup truck, my Xterra, and my buddy's pickup truck. It, it took us about five car loads each to get all that stuff. And you don't think that you were part of stealing it, but it took y'all five trips to get it all? Well, I didn't take it from the train, garden, from the, uh, train yard. I just took it from the storage unit where Rain had it. So no, I, I I was I was just bootlegging. I, I I wasn't part of the uh, actual theft. I was just a bootlegger. And here we're talking about it. And I'm not even sure if the statute of limitations is expired on it. That's what I'm saying. Shh. <laughs> Let them prosecute. It's like, oh, hell, this motherfucker got too many health problems. We don't want to take him to jail. We'll have to pay for his health care. Yeah, no shit. You got to save that for a retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> there was this dude I read about. Robbed a bank for $1. Then refused to leave the bank. They're trying to kick him out of the bank. He's refusing to leave. And when the cops get there, he demands to be locked up in federal prison. Yeah. This this was somebody who who uh, had nothing else going for them, so they were like, "Oh fuck, my four hundred one k is shot. It's down the toilet." Three mil. And if you're old, I mean, maybe you really don't have to worry about getting stabbed and shit. I mean, just give them your cornbread and be done with it. They'll call your grandpa and, and you just tell them some story about how you've got a long, long history of robbing and stealing and killing. And they're like, this motherfucker's old. He's in prison. He must be. He must have done something bad. I'd be like, I robbed trains, bitch. You get to play cards and stuff. On like, horse have friends. I mean, this is. Okay, what you got to say? Like Nakamura's, he stabs people. That my daddy scared them with me. <laughs> She's talking about Mike Myers. Yes, he scared me with his silly old mask. Horse. Grandpa robs the uh, bank with a with a hockey mask. <laughs> What's a hockey mask? There was there, there was these uh, 
there was these five chicks in Australia. They were robbing banks and they were robbing them topless. And they weren't wearing masks or anything. The bank's top was rotten banks. Nobody could remember their faces. Just no, the... not a single person was able to describe their faces. There was very, there was very well descriptions of their breasts, but not a single description of their face. That that's just that's brilliant bank robbing right there. It was like I think there was a blonde with like C's. There was a brunette. She didn't really have any titties. And then there. <laughs> I believe there was a, a dirty blonde, and she had really nice titties. They were like a D, you know. <laughs> well, what their faces might have like been implants because they didn't sag really, and they were nice, and they were staring back at me. <laughs> <laughs> now, if guys, I didn't even to... do a titty lineup. <laughs> makes me think of Porky's, where the fucking teacher wanted to be like, "Show me your cocks. I know this fucker anywhere. I had a hold of it." <laughs> I know these titties anywhere. It had a mole right beside the nipple. She had a third nipple on hers. Oh my god! <laughs> my aunt told me she had four nipples. I was like, I need more seven and seven. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> That's not a person. I feel like if you have, I don't know. I would be like, I can't. I have to have them removed. I feel like a puppy. Go get your nipples pierced. Which one? All of them. Ew. <laughs> oh my we god. Took, we took Alex to get his nose pierced yesterday. That's what he wanted to spend some of his Christmas money on. So, and then he wanted me to come home, cut his hair, so he's all running around looking like a young Scotty. Oh god, that's scary. You're saying how he's more attractive than him. It's funny because I started that shit too. We were in the kitchen and I looked at Scotty. I said, how does it feel now that you have to walk around with a younger, more handsome version of yourself? Because I walk <laughs> around with my mini-me all the time. She's younger, she's prettier. I look like the fucking printer ran out of ink back here. Like her fucking shitty ass fucking older twin. <laughs> and that's how he's going to look to Alex. It sucks when you run around with the, the better version, you know. Of I wanted to get mine pierced. I still want to get it pierced. I figure I ain't got no, uh, I ain't got no uh, jobs that are dictating what kind of piercings I can and can't have. So it's t it's finally time I can get my nose pierced. You want me to come do it? Okay. Okay. Be cheaper than going to um, Claire's or wherever the hell you can do it around here. We, had to, we went to some uh, just a tattoo place. Make sure you go to a, ta a tattoo shop because it's cleaner than Claire's or anything. Yeah. Well, the tattoo shops in Lumberton. Anyway, I don't think they really get into the body piercing. But you need to go and have that professionally done. And I say yeah. that because I've done the whole piercing myself when I was a teenager. And, and now I've upgraded to taking my kids to do it so that they're not in there, you know. Yeah, we uh, we don't need to go. And... I, I got a hold of a piercing gun one time, and this was before I went into boot camp. And we got really drunk, and I woke up the next morning with ten holes in each ear. And I don't think but half of them was even. Yeah, I was thirteen, and one of my buddies made a homemade tattoo gun. So we all had we had a little tattoo party and decided to get some tattoos, and um. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's drinking involved. 
and I got one on my leg and I went to sleep and I guess I had sweatpants on and I forgot about it, you know, cause the alcohol and I went to sleep and when I woke up, uh, like I was supposed to go somewhere. So I run to go get in the shower and I just took my damn sweatpants off and it fucking thing bled cause it had stuck to it <laughs> in my sleep and it bled until there's literally only like a couple of specks left. It bled for a couple of hours. I literally ripped the whole damn scab, like the whole it long. was bad and now there's literally like only a few specks left the tattoo on my back we we did with a homemade tattoo gun uh we we killed a radio control car to make the tattoo gun we stole the ink from an art supply store uh we drew the tattoo out on a loose leaf paper and we did the tattoo in a state park i thought i was punk rock as hell uh-huh you're really just that emo weird ass kid. You just didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is punk rock. This is punk rock. Yeah, hell yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like you look back on it twenty five years later, it's like, damn, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, dumb as shit. You weren't, yeah. you weren't thinking. Yeah, I was a nice I, I was definitely not thinking. Yeah, I think the biggest problem I had when I was a kid is that I really didn't think about tomorrow. Yeah, as much as I should have, <coughs> I guess you know I didn't really think about my future too much. I just did whatever and lived in the moment. Well, you figure real life shit that I did was gonna affect me yeah. down the road. You know, some things I did, but when you're a kid, you don't think about tomorrow. You're you're gonna live forever. Your consequences are never gonna affect you. It can't happen to you. You know, normal shit. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I'm invincible. That won't ever happen to me. I've raised four kids. Trust me. Anything that can happen can happen. And it will happen. <sighs> it's not that you're bad people. It's this that bad shit happens to good folks. And it always does. Yeah. I think that's why it's important to really have a family. Because family gets you through that. Because, you know, as humans, we tend to waller in our own self-misery. So, and misery loves company. So we tend to remember more of the bad shit than the good shit. Well, and then in cases like mine, you really don't remember the good shit because you, you only know details that other people have told you. Well, you were probably fucked up. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> See, was... now, now they got videos and shit, so they, you know, people just tape you and be like, this is what you last night. And you're like, oh. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't have uh, phones with cameras back then. I mean, hell, barely anybody even had cell phones back then. Because uh, I'd, I'd probably be still living YouTube infamy if they had that shit back then. I wish there was phones and evidence of y'all's teenage years. <laughs> I think I would be in check. No, I'm good. I'm good that. I don't I'd need be- any record. <laughs> I told you that me and you wouldn't be friends while you were a teenager because, like, you would have whooped my ass. No, I like I took up for little ones. I ended up getting in fights oh. because people, like, Sarah was little. You know what I mean? Compared to me, she was, like, your size. And I wouldn't let anybody mess with her. My ass got in fights that I shouldn't have been getting into with people who would whip my ass. And my ass was too stupid to back down. So I got a lot of ass beatings when I was a kid. 
I should have got a lot of ass beans. Because <laughs> she was very blunt when she was a child. That's why we discussed putting her in some type of uh, karate or taekwondo, which is where she went because um, she would say some shit and then she was so little. And I'm like, oh, you're going to get hurt. I mean, <laughs> whenever I was two, I overheard a conversation from a mom, adult conversation. I shouldn't be hearing, but I was listening, whatever. I think I was like maybe two, three. Like I was really young. And I went to my dad later on in the day to go visit. He picks me up all happy because I'm a cute little kid. And I'm like, where my mama money? And why won't you give my mama her money? You owe my mama money? Fast forward to elementary. Like, whenever I was little, like, I was a savage because Jasmine had some girls that were making fun of her. Like, I was in elementary school, maybe, like, first, second grade. Like, I was little. And they were talking about her behind us, and Jasmine was off with her friends. And I turned right around, tapped these bigger girls that were, like, at least a foot and a half taller than me, two of them. And I'm like, are you talking about my sister? And that was the day I realized she was going to need some kind of defensive glasses. <laughs> because they were looking down at her like, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? She was like, you talking about my sister? Her little head weaving and stuff. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right here I ain't backing you up I can't hit kids like, damn. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna have to beat their parents off because you're starting shit with them right she did too two little girls I was like oh god you're in trouble I uh I got my ass beat down Fells Point one time down the waterfront in Baltimore and it was these two dudes the fight started because we, the bars were letting out, and me and Rios were down at the bar with a friend of ours, White Bread. And uh, I gave, I, I, I'm like half a block from Rios, and I holler, "Hey, fuck you!" And I give him the finger. These two drunk ass dudes walk out of the bar at that moment between me. And they're me. talking to you. Are you yeah. talking to them? And they, 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 they start in on me, and I'm, I'm too stupid. I'm sober, but I'm still too stupid to say, "Hey, I wasn't talking to you." And, and they're running their mouth to me. I'm running my mouth to them. They're beating the hell out of me, and I'm still running my mouth to them. I'm calling them bitches and pussies and everything as they're pounding the shit out of me. You know how to really make things worse. I figure if I'm going to get my ass beat, you're you're going to be more pissed off at the end of my ass beating than I'm going to be. Most of my ass beatings come from my siblings. <laughs> That's where I learned to take an ass beating. And nobody else could beat me up because they would be they would be pissed. You know what I mean? They could beat my ass all day long. That's the good thing about brothers and sisters. Like I will beat her ass. I beat her ass this morning over a fucking cereal. Like <laughs> you ain't beating her ass at the park, but I don't know you. Like mm. Merle Merle'd be like, I don't know him and just walk away while I'm getting my ass beat. Oh no, I'm sure he stood up for you sometimes too. <laughs> but usually he was probably like trying to hide or not stick out and get in trouble himself. Shit. Merle's busy off causing his own problems. He's wild. <laughs> Shit. We we uh we had to buy him from some Colombians one time, fifty thousand dollars. Me it was me 
uh, four of my cousins. We spent a week spent we spent a week making the fifty grand to buy him from the Colombians. I should I should sometimes I felt like I should have got a, a, a receipt so I could re- return the merchandise. Yeah, um, that would be really weird. I mean, I know that he used to talk and tell me stories and stuff a few times, and I'm like, you said what? Yeah, you know, it sounds crazy, but it was a very interesting life. I mean, definitely never a dull moment. Shit. There is, well, okay. I'm fairly, well, no, I'm not going to tell that story because I'm pretty sure there's still a stat, the statute of limitations on that one hasn't expired. I'm say that's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I won't tell that story. <laughs> but uh, there, there was, it was after, after the, incident with the Colombians uh, and we were both living down here at that time he, he'd been living down here since he was 17 and I was 19 and I'd moved down here and uh, it, it was the same Colombians and, and they suggested that that Merle move back to Baltimore I was like alright I'll stick him on a Greyhound they're not they're like no you're going too I was like no Staying here, they're like, "No, you're going too." I was like, "Okay, I'm moving back to Baltimore." We told mom that we just moved back to Baltimore because I was homesick. We didn't tell her that uh, we moved back to Baltimore because a Colombian's part of a cartel suggested that we North Carolina. No, that's like I said. Every time you say these stories, I just think of your mom. Like, poor her. Then there was a time that the I got into it when MS-13 and I moved back to Baltimore. And uh, Dad was like, well, why don't you just fight him? I was like, because it's MS-13. He's like, well, you stand your ground. I was like, it's MS-13. And obviously, mm-hmm. Dad had no clue who the hell they was. Well, I mean, he's like, numbers now for names? <laughs> Shit. It was, <laughs> Rayford, all the way down to Sanderson Road, but they would not come down Sanderson Road. I guess they figured they they, they got once they got on the Sanderson Road, it was all over for them. I just start yelling some lumpy war whoop, and everybody come running out with their tomahawks and shit. Just gonna... Okay, <laughs> don't make fun of your people, Nick. Have some class. (laughs) You just made an Indian joke about your own family and yourself. Yeah. See, I can do that. You offended the quarter Indian in me. (laughs) And y'all are part of the same family, so you can get away with it, too. I mean, sometimes I'm full-blooded Indian. (laughs) Maybe 50%. When you when you whooping up on somebody, that engine blood comes out of you. I was gonna think when I was with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I, I got he like half in, you know. <laughs> so I'm like in my quarter, your quarter. <laughs> uh, we were uh, like my brother used to say. He say, "You Irish? No, you want some Irish in you." <laughs> Dakota, Dakota, back when he was still real shy and he was real heavy and he was afraid to talk to girls. In Baltimore, we were at my aunt's house 
and we're leaving. There's this girl eyeing Dakota up like he's a piece of candy and she wants a bite. And I was like, go talk to her. Go talk to her. He's like, no. I was like, go ask her if she's Indian. He's like, why? I was like, if she says no, then ask her, does she want to be? He's like, what? I was like, yeah, tell her you give her 50% of your Indian. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do it. Girl. And this girl was, I mean, she was doing everything but drooling at Dakota. I was like, hey, she wants to see a big boy. Go for it. And he just wouldn't do it. Oh, Lord. Of course, I was the same way, too, at one point. Scared of pussy. Scared to talk to females. I was like, I was like Raj in the first episode, the first season of uh, Big Bang Theory. Girls walk into the room and I'm like, <laughs> Get all quiet. I was like 12 years old at that time. I always just wonder about the environment that it was to grow up in the house that you grew up in. I feel like it would have been wild. For both of you. Because all the boys were downstairs in the basement. And as a mom of just four kids and two of them being boys, I don't know if I'd ever go down there. I wonder well, how many times. <laughs> it, was, it was me and T. Well, at first it was me and Mer on the basement. Then when I was about 15 was when Merle moved down here. And T was in the big. Scotty was out of the house by the time he was in eighth grade, I think it was. Maybe ninth grade. So Scotty wasn't there. And uh, it was me and T in the basement. It was Scott. It was uh, Rain and Raven upstairs. And then before that, it was T, Scotty, and Rain in one room, Raven in one room, me and Merle in the basement. Like, I came from a big family, you know, with being five, and it was like I never had my own shit. So I can only imagine. I'm just. Add a couple times, more. It was like, fuck, whose pants are these? I don't care. How many awkward moments have they, like, has his mom had walking in on all of these kids? Because they all yeah. had to be doing some weird stuff. Like, it's kids possible are weird. not to do that because I have two sons, and I can actually say our track record's really good. See, the thing was. Up to during the day, so I'm like, oh shit, my gut's telling me don't, don't do it. <laughs> Mom slept through all the awkward, stupid shit we were doing, so maybe, maybe she eventually had a night job so she wouldn't have to deal with that shit. That way it'd be Pop's fault, like you did it. <laughs> you weren't watching them kids. I was sleeping. What you talking about? I had to work tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. See, I'm blaming on him too. <laughs> I know one time uh, we we were cutting school and we were over at Lisa's house. It was me, Rios, Lisa, and a couple of our friends. We'd ordered Papa John's pizza. And I hear a knock on the door. Typically Papa John's. It wasn't Domino's. Well, Rios's father worked at, at Papa John's. So we always ordered from Papa John's because his father worked during the daytime. So we knew his father was going to be the one delivering to us. And uh, I opened the door thinking about the pizza, sitting there, mouth watering and everything. Merle's standing there at the door. I was like, hey, Merle, come on. We ordered pizza. He turned around. He's pointing out to the road. There's mom sitting in the car. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. I ain't getting no pizza today. Mm-hmm. Mom's ass beat. Yeah. Mom's in there chewing my ass out. 
and all I'm thinking about is pizza. <laughs> and it's like, can you at least wait till the pizza gets here, then drag my ass home? And she made my ass go back to school. I uh, I cut school one time, and it was me and this girl I was friends with. We cut school. We had no idea where the hell we was gonna go. Anyways, there there was a Hardee's on Wise Avenue at that time. And we're walking in the side door of Hardy's and mom and Raven are walking in the front door of Hardy's and Raven's about four years old at the time. Mom didn't see me. Raven did. I turn around, did a 360 bolted right out of that restaurant. I get home. Mom was like, Raven said that she saw you when we went to Hardy's today. I'm like, you went to Hardy's. We're in school all day and you go to Hardy's while we're slaving away at school. You're going to fast food without us. And you're already over there skipping school. (laughs) I don't know how I slipped through the cracks. Like the very last report card of mine they saw before military school was my first report card of eighth grade. They never saw any report card of mine after that report card. I would just get in, in, uh, in the progress reports when I had to have my parents' signature, I just get TL to sign dad's name to it. they never noticed that they they never noticed that they never got any of my report cards and I sure as hell wasn't going to say hey you forgot to look at my report card I mean I skipped a lot of school and I remember giving my report cards up because I get my ass beat my grades weren't the best I'd always get you talk too much you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your, your daughter talks too much. She don't pay attention in class. Like, and uh, she don't raise her hand. She just talks. And, uh, but I remember skipping school a lot. And uh, I remember skipping. I'd use the bus just to get to town. And I'd get off the bus and go in the door and out the door, out the back door. Just walk yeah. off, hang out in town and then catch the bus home. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd go get, I'd go to homeroom get my attendance taken, then dip out. Yep. There, was, there was one class. The teacher didn't even know I was supposed to be in that class because I, I never showed up from that, for that class. From day one, I never showed up for that class. So the teacher never marked me absent because I never showed up on the first day. So she didn't know if I was in that school, if I would got transferred out or dropped out or what. She never bothered to find out either. I remember Allie skipping school one time, and it was only like once that she did it, and then she called me, and I had to go get her because she ended up out in bumfucked Egypt, and uh, she called me because she was afraid I was going to find out and get mad anyway, so she went ahead and called me, and I had to go pick her ass up. Negative two out of ten. Do not recommend. And I don't know how, like, my kids really didn't do that to me, but I did it. <laughs> I remember skipping school and going and hanging out under the bridge. I'm not sure why we thought this was a good idea. And it was with one of my girlfriends. And apparently her parents found out. And, you know, little town. It's weird because somebody must have known we were there because they found her. And her dad, like, basically, like, pushed her up the hill. And I thought he was going to beat her ass. It made me want to go back to school. Wasn't even my dad. <laughs> I think Scotty got arrested skipping school underneath the bridge, Wise Avenue Bridge one time. I believe I believe I did. I'll have to ask them. Never really thought it through, like where we would go. Yeah. 
do, what we would eat. Again, you know, think forward. We just lived in the moment, and then all of a sudden, we're just stuck hanging out. And uh, m- mom thought she would be swift by checking the school to see if the car was parked at school and see if I was at school. What she didn't know is I was leaving my car at school and leaving the school in somebody else's car. Mm-hmm. She'd ride by the school. The LeBaron would be sitting there at the school. And then she got smart and wouldn't let me drive to school at all. Which still didn't yeah. matter. I wasn't cutting school with my car. I was cutting school with other people's cars. I mean, she tried. Yeah. She tried to parent y'all. Y'all just as hellions. Yeah. Me and a, I was driving Remember a buddy. Rosemary's baby. <laughs> I was driving a buddy of mine's car one time. And we roll up to a, to a, uh, a red light. And Ranger pulled up next to me. I was like, that looks like dad's car. I look over. Dad's in the driver's seat. Uncle Jimmy's in the passenger seat. I'm driving somebody else's car. I took, I, I threw that thing in park and I dove into the back seat. So obviously it looks even worse when there's a car sitting at the red light. Nobody behind the steering wheel. <laughs> it's like all I, all I thought about was I'm not getting seen. Fuck no. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, that's my dad and my uncle. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I hid underneath. I, it was a little Grand Prix, and it was everything I could do to get down in the floor of that car. <laughs> yeah, I bet, because you're tall as shit. About like the leg room in that Jetta you had. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe I slept in the back seat of that all the way from Baltimore down here. <laughs> yeah, you were tired. I my that was our what uh 72 hour road trip yeah <laughs> i can't do those anymore today i'm old now i'm like mm, i need a nap guy <laughs> <laughs> stopped to pee a few times my old lady bladder can't take that shit damn <laughs> of course this last time we went uh, to West Virginia, me and the girls, we had the baby, and um, it it was it was interesting. I hadn't done that in a very long time, and he definitely he slowed us down. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, we had a meltdown. So, who had a meltdown, the baby or you? Both of us. We were in the McDonald's, and he was crying because I think he needed to poop. I don't know, you know, babies. He was crying, and we tried everything. He went, we changed his, changed his diaper, we tried to feed him, and all kinds of stuff. And he was just crying, and people were staring at us. And now he's looking at me. I'm like, I don't fucking know. He ain't my kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the car. So it's not as embarrassing, but you know, he we definitely had to stop every you know little bit too, and let him out of the car seat. And then he decided to poop like three times on the trip. I mean, it was. And then we were in. Jasmine little car and that was interesting and we just laid the seat back and they would change it on the back I, it was weird it was crazy <laughs> if you figured it out it was we... balls out ass people were you know it was what it was hey you you figure it out and you make it work yeah because we put the seat down and kind of used it as a changing table i'd be up at the head of it and jasmine's in the passenger seat yeah it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> Pop up, pop up, because I was like, here is what your grandson's going through right now. I was laughing because he's just hanging. Allie's hanging him, basically, like holding him on the seat. And Jasmine's changing it. And it's fun. 
Fun times. I think when we soon enough. When we went up to Baltimore, I think that's the first time I've made that trip with somebody else in a vehicle with other people in probably eight or nine years. I know me and Lisa made that trip once. And other than that, every time I've made that trip in the past decade, it's been by myself. So I was used to just going at my pace. Yeah, that's what my husband does. We just go at his pace. And I'll be like, can I pee? And he's like, we're almost there. You know, we're at two hours. No, and Scotty probably just hands you a bottle. Oh, I think he's he's been like, we got it. I'm like, don't. Don't. I, <laughs> I'm not playing. Dad used to do that shit with us. We'd be like when we went to, we'd go to like Texas or one of these long distance road trips, and we're in the middle of nowhere, and he won't pull over because his goal is just to get us there, and he'd just hand a hand a bottle back to us. I'm shocked you had that many kids in the car and didn't come back missing one. You know. <laughs> well, we did lose Scotty a few times. Never on a major road trip, though. Did he wander like, off, or did we lose him? Both. Like, the uh... First time they went in a Walmart, and he didn't ever even go in. And then they were missing him and looking for him, and he was still in the car. He was and, a little asshole anyway. And, and we left him at Village Inn one time and got all the way from Lumberton all the way back over here before realized he wasn't in the van. Poor Scotty. It's like that scene in the beginning of Home Alone when they're getting into the vans that go to the airport and they're counting heads and there's an extra person. Mm-hmm. Scotty was dev- definitely the Kevin McAllister of our family. I think he tried to be, though. Hey. He dipped out earlier, shit, too. Hell. I think Rain was the only one of us still living at home by the age of 18. I mean, isn't he still? <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry, think, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything. I think he's staying at little Jimmy's now. Oh, that's. If only you could see faces, man. <sighs> well, hell, at least mom ain't got to deal with him. Yeah, he definitely gave her some more gray hair. Like, geez, Louise, poor woman. So many sons. I feel bad for her. I bet all of y'all. Imagine if they were girls, though. Oh. You know what I mean? Because oh. you only have to worry about so many dicks when you got sons. You got to worry about air okay. dick when you got a bunch of girls. I know, <laughs> I know all of the siblings, but I just think about Nick as a girl and Scotty as a girl, and that's enough to make me never mind. Uh, they they would have they... been prostitutes. They are out there in, oh in Baltimore. They the that would have been bridges. a popular street. It would have. <laughs> oh yeah. Imagine. Pop probably wouldn't have lived as long as he did. <laughs> I would think if he had a bunch of girls, because I have two and <laughs> there was got gray hair. There was this uh buddy of mine, Sam Moore. His last name was spelled the same way as ours. He lived on Del Haven, but he lived on the other end of Del Haven. Now anytime something would happen and the cops would be there questioning people where do, what's your name where do you live sam would say sam moore i live on delhi oh you're one of them more boys oh, like no i'm not one of them he could not convince cops he was not one of us once they 
heard Sam Moore, Del Haven. Automatically, he was one of us. I just feel like anybody that saw your mom probably thought, what a saint taking in all them kids. <laughs> I don't know how many times <laughs> adopted us. Because, I mean, you look at Merle, you look at Rain, you look at Raven, you look at me, T, Scotty. I mean, me and T look, me and T look enough alike that you can tell we're siblings. But you look at everyone else, it's like, okay, she adopted all these kids. Damn. Well, I mean, Scotty and T look a little bit alike, I think. Now that it's it's the height thing, I think. Yeah, because he looks like Pop, and Scotty looks like his, like Ma. But uh, yeah, it's, it's like me and T were similar enough that people knew we were brothers, and people honestly thought Merle was adopted. Well, There's... I think really Raven didn't have a shot in hell, you know, because Scotty tells me stories like, hey, watch her, and y'all just let her go flying off the porch in her freaking walker and shit. Like, oh, he was just screwed from get-go having that many <laughs> brothers. We used, to, we used to tie her wagon. She had a little radio flyer wagon. We would tie it to our bicycles and ride down the street as fast as we could pulling her. Like I said, she didn't have a chance in fucking hell, like... <laughs> And then I think by the teenage, her mom was just burnt out. She was like, ah, oh, fuck it. As long as they turn, as long as they survive to live eight, to the age of 18, I've done my job. Yeah, a couple of y'all probably been, you know, if she wasn't a good Christian lady, probably would have been swallowed. <laughs> Ran down her leg and wiped away something like, God dang, that's a lot of kids. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I was watching some comic and he was talking about, um, this is our, we have this child and we have three and this one, we're not getting vaccinated. Now go out to play. So you want something like that. I'm trying to get rid of them at this point. And mom, oh my God, she, she'd get it. Merle do something, get in trouble. She's like, well, why didn't you stop him? Uh, it's not my job to stop my older brother from doing shit. It's like, hell, if you couldn't stop them, what made you think I, I'd be able to stop them? Yeah, and then when y'all did stuff, I'm sure she looked at Merle, but he was probably like, I did it. I do. And I showed him how to do it. And I told him to do it. <laughs> I him to do it. <laughs> we, uh, me and Rios got TL to ride a skateboard off the roof of the shed one time. And he, he insisted on having padding and helmet wearing lacrosse pads and, and a uh, football helmet. Oh. He rides the skateboard off the roof of the shed. And he did it a couple times and he was okay. And dad pulls up coming home from work. Dad pulls up. TL's midair. Me and Rio's bolted and left T there to explain to dad what the hell he was doing. <laughs> Me and Jay went down to his house and we come back about a half hour later like we didn't know what the hell was going on. I just don't even understand how boys can come up with half the shit that they do like and survive. If if we would have been brilliant, we would have recorded all the shit that we did and we would have been on we would have been jackass before Jack. We'd been the first jackasses. I could see it. Cuz we was doing all the shit they was doing in the TV show, we'd done all that shit before the TV show. I'm saying I feel bad for your mother. Yeah. I think I. And it's learned. amazing that she didn't have like 
you know, the ambulance at her house at least once a week for one of you fuckers. I think it got to the point where she was like, okay, if you're not going to die, I'm not taking you to the hospital. Right. If it ain't broke or like cut off. The one that needed it the most was TL. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember that summer that me and Rios got him to ride his bicycle on the fence at at Patapsco and he had to get stitches? Then at summer we convinced him that him falling and getting stitches doing the same thing twice was very unlikely and he had to go back and get stitches for the same exact thing again that's what he gets for believing y'all yeah and he he was fine for the first stretch of the fence until he got to a fence post and then he couldn't get his bicycle over the fence post and he went down I don't think he thought that through. And me and Rios, our whole thing was, okay, if TL does it and survives, then we know we can try it. So y'all didn't do it, huh? No. <laughs> we, he was our guinea pig. If, if he did it and, and he didn't die, then we knew we probably could do it. Oh, no, no, no. You can't talk about anybody doing that because you would take money for damn near anything. If we were in trouble, just pay Nick. He'll take the beating for it. Shit, that was that was a that was a profitable uh, endeavor. There, I was always getting paid to take the blame. Y'all, y'all might not have got punished. That's but that money in my pocket. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> Seriously, like Nick was the only one getting his ass beat because he's like, I did it, I did it. I got the blame for shit, and I didn't want to get the blame. Like I didn't want all those asses. But uh, hey, I, I had money in my pocket, so I wasn't stressing it. And that ain't even fair, because you're six, so your mom probably like took it easy on you, and they knew no, that. Didn't. We didn't know he was sick when he was a kid. We didn't yeah. find out he was retarded until later. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you're not. Hey, on paper, I'm the best one they have. On paper, paper lies. <laughs> Yeah, I feel lied to sometimes. Like <laughs> I, I married this man who's like clean shaven, always about cutting his hair and stuff. And now yeah, he looks like Grizzly fucking Adams. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> what a Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah, he do be looking like that. Hugh Jack, the Hugh Jackman, he do look like that. Got he gonna Wolverine call his ass Logan? Pretty much. That's what I'm doing, doing that for Halloween. The best X-Men wasn't Wolverine. Okay? But that's who you look like. That may be. He used to look like the dude that wore the glasses with the vision thing. Uh, like uh, like well, that, and then I got Logan. <laughs> well, Scott Summers, what was his name as a, as a uh, X-Men? What was his code name? He's the one you were talking about with the glasses and, and everything. Cyclops. Cyclops. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Like in the movie, you know what I mean? A clean like, shape. Uh, and then... But in the movie, he was, a, he was a puss. Well, in the comic books, he's kind of a douche, too. <laughs> well, you would, too, if you had to look through fucking these stupid-ass little <laughs> Every time you look at something, you blow it up. Yeah, you know. It always reminded me of the dude off Star Trek. What was Gam- it? Gambit or the best X-Men. No. Yeah, Gambit is definitely the best. It's a shame that they shelved the Gambit movie. No, clearly it's Gene. 
No. Why? Because she turned into the fucking phoenix? Yeah. Ooh. She's a fucking bad bitch. Well, she, she's, the most, she's probably the badass uh, mutant there was just because she could take anybody's powers. Right. As I'm saying, how do you not be a badass when it's like, okay, I'll take yours. I'll take yours. <laughs> Thanks. And why are we talking about freaking comics? Oh, that's right. Because you look like Wolverine. That's what I'm doing for Halloween. Today, that's why. I'll shave for Halloween. Keep messing with me. You'll shave for Halloween. And what you gonna be? A dick? (laughs) A Dixie? (laughs) Dixie Dixie Dozen. We discussed earlier about the because he tells you a useless fact, and it was talking about the Mason Dixon line, and that Dixon was not from that. It was actually um, Dixie come from a French word meaning ten dicks. So it's basically like the baker's dozen, but it's the Mason Dixie dozen. (laughs) Ten dicks. Dixie. Oh my God. And then we started talking about how many kids were named Dixie. <laughs> and how, what's your name mean? Ten Dicks. Every other southern stripper there is. Oh my God! When uh, when when Destiny was born, and uh, it was after she got out of ho- after Sarah got out of the hospital with her. They're they're sitting in the living room. She and Sarah's in there with her. I told Sarah, I was like, you know. This is Dundalk, so you know she's probably going to end up growing up to be a stripper. And I was like, and she doesn't even have to come up with a stage name because you gave her her stage name at birth, Destiny Alexis. Oh, my God, T.L. got so pissed off when I said that. <laughs> I just don't understand that, you know, the people naming their kids after shit they don't have. <laughs> I was, I was reading, Mercedes is shit. Yeah, I was reading this thing about baby yeah. names woman go, railing against naming kids cute names and everything and, and she was giving an example of names you don't give a kid because you, they've got to have these names as adults one of them was whiskey and another one was hennessy i'm saying why are you naming people like shit just because you want it doesn't mean you should name your kid andrew <laughs> well, that you way like they, it, they, you love it that way they remember what they were doing when the kid was conceived yeah <laughs> you're named whiskey oh, because that's what i was drinking <laughs> I don't know. If I do it over, I just give my numbers. <laughs> Good to know is your daughter. Three point five. One, two, three, four. I mean, you can fuck it up. Yeah, you could. Three, two, damn it, one. We're <laughs> like, ah, I'm number two. <laughs> Man, mom would go through. She'd yell at us. She'd go through everybody's name before she got the right person. Well, I would hope Dad she would, would stop when too. she got to the right one. <laughs> Like, if you continued on, it would be the crazy part, right? <laughs> yeah, but you have to... Your name, they're like, just, just go upstairs. <laughs> I got that a lot. I probably... My name was Jesus Christ for the first <laughs> eight years. <laughs> Christ, go to your room. With us, it was God damn it. That dad's favorite was God damn it. They called me Tina Marie, and my middle name was Maria. So I don't even know who the fuck they were talking to when I was a kid. I was all confused. Jesus Christ, Tina Marie, something, you know. <laughs> Hell, they didn't even know. It was a mixture of something. Just get your ass over here. TL didn't even know what his real name was until he got into second grade. 
No, nobody bothered to tell him what TL stood for. So he gets into second grade. The teachers call him Ted Lacey the first day of school. T doesn't answer. And she's like, well, what's your name? He's like, TL. She's like, you're Ted Lacey. He's like, no, I'm TL. (laughs) Nobody ever bothered to tell him that. Name is Allie. Allie. Shit, I didn't even know Merle's first name until I was in middle school. Yeah, that's because nobody ever called him Joseph. <laughs> it, it, it was a. Uh, I like Merlin better. Yeah, and no, nobody ever called him that. So nobody, and my parents didn't. They had a bad habit of not explaining. Well, this is what we call them, but this is not what their name is. Like Ertle had this nickname Booty. I didn't know his name was Ertle until he got married, and Keddie would call him Ertle. I didn't, his name was Jimmy. Nope. I thought I always thought it was Ted. Yeah. And I thought it was weird as hell when Amy would call him Jimmy. It's like, that's not his name. His name is Ted. Well, just like dad's name. I mean, yeah. I thought James was his real name. I'm just saying, like back in the day, they were like, mm, I think that's what we named you. <laughs> Grandpa swore that dad was born in September and uh, the hospital marked it as October. Well, that's, it wasn't even a hospital. It, the doctor. It was like when the spare, a north in a western wind. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the doctor came up the mountain a month after dad was born and he, he marked dad's birthday that he came up the mountain. (laughs) That's some hillbilly shit there. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Hell, we, me and you, we drove through dad's home county when we went to Detroit. Or, uh, not Detroit, um, Chicago. Detroit, that would have been an even longer trip. When the hell... Oh, you're talking about when we went up through uh, St. Louis and all that. No, me and me and Tina, when we drove to Boston. Remember when you was in Baltimore and we stopped in Baltimore on the way back down? Mm. Can we drive up there to get a chick? Yeah, one of your friends. Was it, was it Boston? That it was Chicago. Yeah, somewhere up there. Because we went to go get Brie. Yeah, because I I thought it was weird as hell. Because when you're driving up to Chicago, you're like in Indiana, and it's just flat prairie land, and there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden, you just see a city in the middle of nowhere. It's like what the fuck? Like Baltimore, you grab. Did it remind you of, like the scene from The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, no, you know, exactly, exactly what it's like. Corn to pop out on the fucking road or something with a sickle. <laughs> like it was fucking weird. <laughs> I corn everywhere. I was a little creeped out. Yeah, and, and it's like and it's like they just plopped a city in the middle of nothing. It's like it's farmland, 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 city. And then when we were when corn, I love corn. And Dad had always told us the story about how when Grandpa lived in Kentucky when he was little, they took the train, the wagon up the mountain into Virginia. 
and then they left the wagon and then came back, got everybody else, and they brought the wagon back down into Virginia. And it's literally like that. You're going up the mountain in Virginia. You're going down the mountain. You're in Kentucky. I think the whole time we were in Kentucky, we rode the brakes because we were going down a mountain the whole fucking time. Nick, nobody's listening to you anymore. Yes, I am. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe our one or two listeners will listen. I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Well, you do. It's not cha cha. It's not doing the dance we were talking about earlier. Dude, I've been watching the new Beavis and Butthead. That shit's funny. Yeah, I know. Do you, do you watch the movie that that the prequel? Yeah, they made fat and stuff. In the series. Oh, he wasn't not enough to eat. Because the, the the movie explains why Beavis and Butthead are still teenagers in in the in, in this time period now. No, we haven't watched the movie. It, it's Beavis and Butthead uh, does the universe or whatever. And if you watch the movie, it explains everything, how Beavis and Butthead went from the 90s to now and still being teenagers. Well, we saw an episode where they were aliens and they went and showed different universe where they were on it and did something. And they were grown. And again, they made Butthead fat. And they were talking about, we ain't got no money. And I'm like, how's he fat? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, mm, I welfare. Didn't make sense. I blame McDonald's and the fast food chains. Beer cans. You didn't see any McDonald's bags. Yeah. Kidneys. It is the alternate universe Beavis Butthead where they did grow up. Yeah. And and the and the and it's it's smart Beavis and Butthead are the ones that introduced that. Yep. And even smart Beavis is still kind of a dumbass. Uh, we did see the one where he, uh, butthead went on Ridland and Beavis was like, tell me to kiss your ass or something. I'm like, tell me to kick my ass. And he was like, what's wrong with you? Let's talk. I'm like, <laughs> remember how Scotty, remember how we used to have to watch Beavis and butthead with volume turned out very low. So dad wouldn't hear it from upstairs. You mean the same way with Marywood children? After they seen a couple episodes of it, yeah, I remember those times. How about sneaking on the AOL and covering the modem with a damn pillow today? <laughs> trying to muffle right that. That's nuts. I don't miss that shit. Oh my god, I had run. I had run up a expensive ass phone bill. I think that's the weird part about being an 80s baby is that we saw so much. Like when I went to school and we learned about computers, you had the floppy disk and a computer yeah. that if it fell on you, you would die because <laughs> it was as big as you were at five. You know what I mean? So like we learned this shit and then we had to like type in all the controls, like control dot slash slash some shit shit to get Pong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now... We basically carry like a mini ass, you know, computer with our phones. And so it's just, you know, big difference from being yeah. a kid, like I said, and seeing well, so it. Our, our, our cell phones are like 10 times as powerful as those bulky ass computers we had in like first grade and shit. 
But don't you miss the floppy disks? Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember waving them like they were Polaroids. My teacher's like, stop bending it. And I'm like, but I thought you had to shake it. And, 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 and once, once you got the, the hard floppy disks and, and they were half the size and twice the memory, and that was like the top of the line technology at the time. It's weird, right? Just, yeah. Just like when I, like, I told one of my friends about when I was a kid that I would go and get on the, in the church bus or the church van or whatever. And she's like, you did what? And I'm like, yeah, my parents would just put me on the church bus or van, you know, and put me in church on Sunday. And she's like, they just sent you? And I'm like, yeah, it could have been a fucking pedo. And he'd had fucking hit the lottery. But she's like, fucking cars and carry a Bible. <laughs> You had fucking 50 kids in her Sunday best delivered to you. Fed. <laughs> Babies were scary as shit. I think mom and dad, they, they took us to church because if they didn't take us, there was no way in hell we'd get there. No, but sometimes we'd go, like, I'd go home with uh, Sister Betty and her husband. And they drove the church van. So... I'd have to ride the church van while they dropped everybody back off, then go to their house. And what did they do to you? <laughs> like, here, let's give your mom a break. We'll take one. Pretty <laughs> Just much. distribute them amongst the people at church. Pretty much. You take one, you take one. This one will bite and is dangerous and probably steal your shit. But you take that one. Yeah, they pretty much would form us out at, after church. Okay. One this way, one that way, one that way. Now that you think about it, that's Again, exactly the eighties was scary, did. right? The eighties was scary. Your parents would just send you home with some old couple. Like, yeah, be nice. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> oh God! No wonder most of the eighties children have probably been diddled. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just Catholic priest. Like, I sit and mind the adults and do what they say. Like, shit. Dude, have you heard about the Catholic Church and all the shit that is going on with them? What now with them? They're going bankrupt because they have to pay back all the fucking kids they did old in their parents. Oh, damn. If the tech and our taxes are paying for it. Don't you love that? Well, shit. There's like COVID money that they got like in donations. So they got like $2 billion or $22 billion and like uh, donations during covid and uh to help and they've already like flown through that because i guess the um court opened up um where everybody could come and turn in you know and do it with like the statute of limitations or whatever but they opened it up for everybody to come forward and so many people came forward about their kids that they literally can't afford to pay them so they've done bankruptcy and they're getting some kind of funding and then it like turns out to be our tax dollars Paying so they could diddle people's children. Well, why the fuck don't they just sell the priceless artwork they have in Italy at, at the Vatican? They'd probably, I mean, they, they've got nice in theory, but I worth want it. And oh, no. Catholic Church is rich. They, they are rich. I mean, they, they have their own country, so. But yeah, but you're not supposed to sell off things like that because most of that stuff's like, you know. Not well, really theirs. You can't be like, I'm going to sell this priceless heirloom because uh, father dude over here diddled old boy and we can't afford to pay him. So true. let's sell this expensive ass cross up here that's made of gold because, you know. It's their asset. They can sell it if they want. 
I'll pick it up for a bargain. As it's right. <laughs> I gotta go to the Catholic Church fire sale. Yep. We're going to hell, Damn guys. <laughs> I'm going to hell for something. Well, hell, you, you know that's how the Boy Scouts went bankrupt. Yeah. The, the they had to they had to pay back all the uh they had to pay off all the uh kids that were diddled. Yeah. And, I don't and understand that because else. children and half the time I don't need, I want them to like go to bed and leave me the fuck alone. I'm not trying to go in there with them. Like fuck those kids. <laughs> not literally. Well, like they're annoying as hell. Well, literal statement. Right. Like I'm not I just don't get that part of it most of my kids know. are annoying when like, we were in scouts maybe it was because our scout <laughs> group was so bad <laughs> no, we're, we're, probably, we're yeah, still probably we're the good. group where they kicked the entire troop out of the boys that was probably like please touch it i'm the <laughs> only one that's been touching it <laughs> everybody in there because i've heard about your boy scout shit like they'd have been like somebody please touch it yeah <laughs> The uh, we'd go we'd go on camping trips with other w- w- where it was scout meets and all the other troops would be there and their troop masters would allowed to hang out with us. That's terrible. Our troop our, our troop motto was Troop Ninety brings all the equipment on the bus. You cannot fuck with Troop Ninety. You cannot fuck with this troop. That was our scout mo- our our troop's motto. And we, uh, uh, all these other troops have these little pussy ass mottos, and ours is you can't fuck with us. You know, I was a Girl Scout leader, and most of the kids <laughs> that, you know, these women just wanted a break because again, they didn't want to, you know, they needed a break from their annoying ass kid. Ain't nobody trying to touch them little bitches. They needed to go to the bathroom. They they got dirty. They didn't know what to do. Like I don't know how to breed. I don't know. Like we were ain't nobody ain't nobody diddling them. No, we were teenagers. Like fuck, they're like, can you come in the bathroom? And no, I cannot. I cannot. We would have looked at them and been like, what the hell are you doing in the bathroom with me? Graham, <laughs> Graham, uh. Oh God, I can't remember what his first name was, but but Graham, we were on a camping trip and he was diddling the farmer's daughter, and the farmer was shooting at him on. <laughs> it was at one of the it was at one of the gun clubs. We were working one of the gun clubs. I think it was Thermon, and there was this farm. Why does it sound like a uh, drama when they went to the moon? His farm. Um... Yeah, I remember. Bender, that. he was like, "Don't be doing anything with my daughters." Scotty, <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you on that? Were you on that trip when uh when we found out where Camp David was because the Marines pulled their guns out on us? No, I wasn't on that one. That's that's when we figured out exactly where Camp David was because we was on Camp David and the Marines is all pointing guns at us and we're all Boy Scouts. Like, okay. And they mar they, they they marched us back to camp at, at at gunpoint basically, and Mr. Gary's having to explain to them that that we're just a Boy Scout troop. No, you gotta remember, I was I was the youngest one allowed to go, and I wasn't supposed to be going. Yeah, you were supposed to be a Cub Scout at that time. Yeah, I still got all my stuff marked off. Yeah, <laughs> and then some. 
I actually, uh, Mr. Gary actually lives not that far from you now. Where? Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, okay. You're closer than I am. Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina is, is south of Charlotte. Yeah, but it's over to the coast, ain't it? No, no. that's Greenville, North Carolina. No, that's mind. North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, I got a little confused with my geography. Yeah, um, it's like maybe 45 minutes south of Charlotte or some shit like that. Yeah, I reckon I'll move. Well, y'all want to call it a night? We're in about 75 minutes. Yeah, that works. Um, Next time, I'm just going to come on and make fart noises. That's fine. We'll, we'll record 60 minutes of you making fart noises and call that an episode. It's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Allie, is Allie still there? No, the baby was crying and everything else, so she had to go take care of him. And uh, I gotta start getting ready for bed. I got work tomorrow. Alright, I'll let y'all go. Alright, dude. Alright, this is Litterbox, and we're out. Please check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to like us and share, and let everybody know about our Facebook page. And comment about your favorite episode, what you like, what you dislike, who you miss hearing on the show. And when you check us out on Amazon, uh, Apple, whatever platform you're using, please like us on there. Thank you. Litterbox, unpolished and unapologetic, is a Falafel House production. All right, shameless plug time. We want to tell you about NWM Photography Studio in Maxton, North Carolina. NWM Photography is a family-owned portrait studio specializing in your not-so-average family photos. If you want your photos in a field, next to a river, or in a scrapyard, we won't say no. I want to give a shout out to James and Jenny of the Small Town Murder Podcast. Without them, the inspiration of me doing my own podcast would have never happened.